This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, I got the thumbs up. That means on this gorgeous Thursday, we do a podcast. And I have a question to kick things off oh. one Albert Dukes. What's All up, All right. Al? Oh, hi, Jerry. So you're as a world traveler that you are, or a United States traveler. I do travel sometimes in the United States. I have a question for you. So you booked the trip to Indiana. Yes, sir. Now, I know you went to school out there, but that's a long time ago. How did you come up with where you were going to stay? So in this case... I'm going to stay mostly in Indianapolis. Oh, you are? And so what I did was the only way I could figure out how to choose a place was I booked at the place I stayed at when we were there for the Super Bowl week. Wow. Yeah. Because you're comfortable, you know it. Yeah. Then I'm also going to South Bend, Indiana for the night when I go to see John Mellencamp there. Yeah. In that case, I just was I just tried to find like a hotel near the venue okay that looked normal all right so you but didn't it was, look at reviews or anything not really no not re- i mean i guess i i guess i glanced at the i probably looked at the overall stars okay that's fair and not the individual reviews <laughs> i gotta tell you i'm having a hell of a time trying to pick a, a hotel on the beach in galveston yeah i don't know how you, how I don't you know. pick a place unless you get a recommendation from somebody yeah, like I a friend know. who was there or something i almost i almost booked one um yesterday and i was looking at it again today and I, I almost booked it, and then I realized, let me just check one other thing. And I realized it's not on the beach, even though it says it's a beach hotel. Yeah. And then you read it, it's 1.1 miles from the beach. Well, that's not what I want. I want a hotel I can walk out and go on the beach. Yeah, it is tough. That's why, yeah, with Indianapolis, I was just like, I because there were other nice hotels that looked like they had nice reviews. But I was yeah. like, I don't. I know I stayed at this one, and I don't remember it being bad, so I'll go stay there. I don't know what to do. And then I was thinking, do I do VRBO and just get a home? But it's like, eh, that's I don't know. That feels weird. That does feel weird. I've never done that. Yeah, we did it in Nashville, and we had a blast. But there is a part of you that doesn't feel like you're on vacation because you're, I don't know, it's weird to say. We weren't near downtown, you know, the Strip. We were a five-minute driver and Uber you ride away. We were in a na- regular neighborhood. We were in a regular neighborhood in a really cool house with a great pool. I mean, that was awesome. But we weren't, I don't know, I felt like I was just in someone's house. Now, if you stay at a VRBO or one of those places, yeah, Airbnb, do you have to, like, do the dishes and things? Yeah. I don't, I mean, I guess you could leave them there for the people. That'd be kind of rude. Then I don't think they give you a good review. Huh. I mean, that, when we were... Um, we loaded up on paper products Yeah, when we got there, so we didn't really have to deal with all that stuff, but they did leave out uh, dishwasher packets for us. Okay. I don't think we used them because I don't think we needed them. But I Yeah, would I think, wonder that. Yeah, I guess you do, right? Yeah, I think you want to leave it the way you got it. But Otherwise, you get a bad review. And what do you do like with the sheets that you used? Nothing. 
they got to do. They, they got to handle that. That's part of yeah. That's part of them being the uh, the host. Okay. They provide a clean home for you. Yeah. Which you where you go up and down, and they, I mean this woman was great. She took us through every room. We looked at every bed, um, and it was great. It was it was fine. But you have to you leave it. You know what? Now that you mentioned that, I did stay at a place like that in Italy. Oh wow. We stayed at a place in I forget what the, where we were in Italy, but we stayed at a, somebody who was like renting out apartments, people's apartments. There you go. But I remember putting just stuff in the sink and just leaving it. Oh, okay. No, we. But we, I had no experience with that, or yeah. I didn't even cross my mind. Well, it's Italy. I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, it's Italy. Exactly. I don't think you're going back anytime soon. Nope. Yeah, so I don't know. So you got to find a place. You I'm struggling gotta, here, and you know what? It's come not that it's like next week. But it is at the end of July, and I need to, like, a couple hotels are sold out already. Like, I need to mo- get moving here. So if someone's been to Galveston Bay. Galveston Beach. Galveston Beach, and had a good time at a particular hotel, they should tweet you. Yeah, here's the problem or I have. Or tweet me. The I don't one know that Jerry has looks. the best rating. Yeah. And probably would be best for us. You need sunglasses in the room with all the colors. A lot of like colors. it's one of those where the walls are bright yellow. I'm like, I can't stay in Very this. artistic. Yeah, and it's not not for me. But it's right on the beach. The restaurant looks nice, but the rooms are like gaudy. Yeah, gaudy rooms. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah, if anybody's out there that's been there and you got a recommendation, I'm listening. Yes, please let us know. And tag me in it too, because I don't know if Jerry's gonna even look at his Twitter and I'll tell him tomorrow. Oh, good point. Those notifications are off. Yeah. I forgot about that. Uh tag Al on it, please. Yeah, tag me. I'll be I'm in charge of Jerry's hotel slash Airbnb I'll, I'll in take Galveston it. Beach. I will take Texas. it. That sounds great. I did have someone oh, someone emailed me. About our podcast yesterday, about the interest rates. Okay. Um, so I will give you this real quick before you move on. We were talking about how high the interest rates are now, like seven point something percent. Yes, and I had, remember I had said I thought the average was probably like six to seven yeah. percent over the last. So this was from all right. This was from Drew. Uh, heard them. I was heard the morning show. The average mortgage rate going back to 1997, which is as far back as I can go on Bloomberg, which is where he went. The average mortgage rate, 5.1%. So it's significantly higher right now. Right. And the three that we got was significantly lower. Correct. So 5.1. So Drew, appreciate you. Thank you, Drew. You the man. You the man. Gio brought up something today on the show, and it didn't get the expanded discussion that I was hoping it would. Okay. He brought up, and I want to see, I think we've all experienced this, but Gio brought up how he, sometimes when he takes a nap, when he wakes up, he's kind of confused where he is. Yeah, sure. And he said something interesting. He said it sometimes takes him a minute to realize, oh, wait, this is my home. Other people live here. That seemed weird to me, but seemed like something that I could kind of vaguely um, relate to in that sometimes when you wake up, particularly from a nap, you you are kind of confused where you are, and then you have to deal with, oh wait, oh right, I live, I share this house with a wife, I have two children. Do you ever have anything like that? The only thing I've ever had is I've woken up from a nap wondering what day it was, or what time, or is it nighttime or daytime? Yeah, but I've never woken up from a nap or even a normal night's sleep wondering who are these people in my house. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's never been. No, no, I've never had that happen. But what about like? And for me, the only, I'm fortunate in that the only. Where does this dog come from? Yeah. The only (laughs) bad things that I've had in my life really are like bad breakups. Mm -hmm. 
But when you have something like that, or if you have bad medical news, or you have someone pass away in your life, you must wake up sometimes and have to be reminded of that. At some point, like you wake up, you're bewildered. You're like, oh, right. I don't like I had this tragedy happen. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't really remember ever doing that. I mean, I think when you wake up from a bad dream. Yeah. There are times it takes you a moment to realize, did that happen? And then you realize you're back into life and reality. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I have not really experienced that. It also makes me wonder too. Like we often, people wonder what happens upon your death. Yeah, sure. Nothing. Yeah. But we, every night for. Could be your last night. Well, well, and also every night for at least five hours, you're somewhere else. Your brain is your somewhere brain else. Your brain is shut down. Right? It's shut down. Yes, sure. And those hours go by like that. And I wonder, is that what death is like? Are you in that state perpetually? Well, and this is right. And so that's the uh, the grand old question that we will never answer. Yeah. Because you're not going to know until you're dead. Correct. And I'm still waiting for those people to go back to Howard Stern and give him a sign. Yes. Valerie. Um, Bertinelli. Val- no, Valerie Harper. Oh, Valerie Harper. I'm sorry. Valerie Bertinelli. Oh, that's still right. Still right, with right, us. Right. The, Valerie Harper. The former Miss Teddy Van Halen. Pretty sure she's never made contact with Howard yet, She right? has not oh. made contact with Howard Stern. Didn't and she so. said she would if that was possible in the afterlife. Yes. And she, and she hasn't. So she either hates him mm-hmm. or. Which she doesn't seem like she would. She wanted to have this communication. I agree, which is why I think when it's time, it's just, that's it. But it's weird, like, even being in a dream state when you're having a dream. Sure. And then you wake up from that. Like, you were somewhere else for those. Your mind was. Your mind was, yeah. Mm-hmm. You physically have not moved. Yeah, your physical body has not moved. Mm-hmm. But do you ever wonder, did your brain transform to another place? Or is it all just happening Creatively, in your brain? Creatively, it did, sure. But is it all just happening in your brain? Or did you transport no, you your soul no. somewhere else? No, I think we're trying to find things that don't exist. Yeah. That's what I think. I think for whatever reason, I don't know if these conversations were had in the 1920s or the 1800s, but I feel like we're trying to find things that aren't there. But dreams are weird. They're very weird. Absolutely. Sure. But I but scientists have studied them too, though. Yeah. And I do think there's explanations for them. It's weird when you dream about somebody that you haven't thought about. Yeah, why? For years and years, and they didn't play a significant role in your life. And then it's so vivid, too. Yeah. Like, what triggers that? What triggers it, right. I, I agree. I agree. It, but everything is weird. Like, I was, I was walking around the baseball field over the weekend. We had a tournament, as I told you. And so we were at this Marlboro baseball complex. And on, I went Monday uh, to see a friend of mine's kid play for a couple of innings. So I was done playing. And I'm just walking around and I'm looking at the banners and their championships that they've had there. And one was like in 1970 something. Now that's not that long ago, but it is 50, 60, you know, 50 years ago, something like that. And I'm thinking, man, like 50 years ago on Memorial Day, there were kids playing ball. And it was at that moment the most important game they ever played. And the fathers are probably nutso. And, you know, what does it mean, though? Because here we are 50 years later, we're doing the same thing, and 10 years from now, eh, it's just a standing moment in time. Yeah. It's our time, but pretty soon that time is going to, like, my time is come and gone with Matthew. It's sad. Like, and I think back to all those games. Okay. Right. <laughs> like, And as you get further away from them, even more, like, you're – that just finished up. Yes. So in 10 years, what will that 
What would that feel like? What, what would it feel like, like my father who coached me the last time when I was 14, I believe. Yeah. I think 14. That's a long time ago now. That's almost, that's 30, I'm sorry, 35 years ago. You know, does he remember? Did he, I always wonder this. Did he know when we played our last game that that was his last game coaching me? I don't know that he did. Why wouldn't he have? Well, because he probably didn't know if I was going to continue to play with the travel or I was just going to play in high school. And I opted just to play in high school because it was so much. He might not have known. And back then we didn't have fall ball. We just played spring and summer. You know, he left that field maybe thinking he had another year or two or three. Yeah. And it turned out to be the last game. Right. So weird. I see these uh, these on the boardwalk in Bradley Beach. Once the summer hits, right around Memorial Day, they put up these uh, like enlarged postcards and pictures mm-hmm. from the history of Bradley Beach. Sure, and they put them up along the boardwalk. And on those, I see like it'd be like uh, boys fishing, nineteen thirty-five. Yeah, and I'm like these kids are dead, gone, probably dead. They've lived their lives already. They've aged and they've passed away. Yeah. Uh, beachgoers, nineteen twenty-two, and they're in the weird beach outfits. In that moment in time, they're frolicking around as yeah. youngsters. I know. And now, and that beach is still sitting there. The beach is still sitting there. Randomly, out of all the people of all the years, these people are in this photograph now that lives forever mm-hmm. here. What's really weird to me is when I see buildings that are still being used today. Yeah, sure. From like the nineteen hundreds, yeah. early nineteen hundreds, which is like. A lot of stuff in Asbury Park and things like there's the hotels there that are still being used today that you'll see pictures of from like 1920 and they got those like old automobiles parked in front Mm -hmm. in the same parking spaces that are still there in 2023. You're going to go park your car and that looks like a spaceship now to the people that would have been living back then. Well, Uh, even thinking baseball, Fenway Park, Babe Ruth played there. Is that right? Like, Yeah. Babe Ruth was on the Red Sox. He was on the Yankees. They played at Fenway Park. So that same ground, like Babe Ruth walked around. Yeah. He got up at bat there. Might even be, I'm sure the home plate's changed. But parts of that, I mean, the Green Monster wasn't, I don't believe the Green Monster was there when Babe Ruth played. But it's still some semblance of that wall. That scoreboard is ancient. Right. The first base and third base lines have to be the same. And the only thing that's changed is the clock. And the, right. and the calendar. Or even like when you see the old buildings that are still standing and still being used today. Like, I always think of like all the weathered storms mm-hmm. it's been through. Yeah. Like we used to work at Kaufman Astoria Studios. That thing was a, a silent film era yeah. film house. And still sits there today. Still sits there. I don't know who's filming there now, but it's still there. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Yeah. It's weird. And I, lo- I love looking at... Uh, they have all these these local books, like for all yeah. different towns, right? I forget who puts them out, but it's like the history of your town. Didn't I get you one about the murders or something? Yeah, murders of the Jersey Shore. Right. Yeah, it's put out by like that company. Yep. They have one like uh, they have one for Bradley Beach. I'm sure mm-hmm. they have one for Hazlitt and Matawan. Yeah. And, all this. and to look in there, and you can look at like, especially like in the in the more touristy towns, like the shore towns, the old hotels mm-hmm. and. To see where they, I like to see where they were located and then what's there now. Like now it's an apartment complex. Right. So at some point they had this massive great hotel that they tore down and then put up. Because it wasn't so great anymore. Yeah, because it wasn't so great anymore. Yeah. And yet other things 
live on the same old building. Sure. Because they do stay great. Like my mom told me she used to go to, in Manasquan, I think it is, the Osprey. Okay. Which is still a club that kids go to today. Like, I'd love to take my mother through that. <laughs> like, Sager for Friday night. Is it like, what do you does, you, does any of this look familiar other than the outside of the place? Well, you had that experience last week going back to your middle school. Yeah. You know, a lot of time has passed. It's the same school. Same school. Just been updated. Things are a little different, and yet things like the locker room look the same. Right. Locker room hasn't changed. Yeah. I walk around St. John Vianney as I have the last few years with Matthew, and now he's he's graduating Saturday. But, like, I walk around that school sometimes. I feel like I'm right when the bell rings. I'm going to class because it's the same. Again, there have been upgrades. But by and large, the classrooms, the lockers, they're the same as when I went there 30-something years ago. it's And there's still a couple of um, uh, faculty that are still there from when I was there. It's nuts. Yeah. That's what's weird about like when the Yankees tore down Yankee Stadium yep. and put up uh, the new Yankee Stadium. And then we played softball in the new Yankee mm-hmm. Stadium. And everyone was like, oh, this is cool. We're playing baseball. And I was like, yeah, it would have been really cool if this was the old Yankee I Stadium. I agree. I agree. It was awesome. It was awesome, right. But I am totally with you. But if if that they, was Yankee Stadium. Yeah, this is where Reggie Jackson took swings and Ron Guidry pitched yeah. and all those. Like I'm saying in Boston, right? Yeah, like you say in Boston, Wrigley Field. That's what makes sure. those places really cool. Yeah. And he, well, and even like this year, I was in Chicago for the Big Ten tournament and looking up and seeing all the banners of Jordan and everything. And then I sit there and I just like, you shut your eyes and you like Michael Jordan. And I am the courts kind of different. I'm sure they have different hardwood but now. But same building? But it's the same building. And yeah. that's where so many big shots and dunks and games were played. And I'm like, here I'm sitting courtside and it's neat. Yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah. pretty neat. And like places like uh, the Boston Garden is no more, right? That's now. They play the TD Bank Garden. But it's a different building. I believe it's a I think it's a different building. building, yeah. I'm pretty sure of that. And I know they like try to keep the parquet, par, how do you call the it? The parquet floor. Parquet floor. But it, yeah, I know it's not the real old right. Larry Bird floor. Well, even the garden isn't the same garden from the 50s and 60s. That was on 50, it was the original Madison Square Garden. I think it was on 52nd, I yeah. think. And they moved it down to, you know, 33rd. Which went, when do you? I want to say it moved down to 33rd in the late 60s. Yeah. I think. I can, I can find cool that out. That's still cool, though, talking. right? Oh, I think so. That, the Madison Square Garden still has um, still has a old, classic, nostalgic feel to it. It just does. Let's see. So I, I also would, think, too, of not only, like, the sports that took place in a lot of these buildings, but a place like the Garden, you you know about, like, Led Zeppelin played here. Yeah, sure. I don't know Absolutely. if the Beatles ever played there, but. Uh, I don't know. 1968. So the current garden between on 33rd opened February 68. So prior to that, it was, I, th- I think it was in the 50s. I'm almost certain of it, uh, where it used to be. It used to be, uh, wow, how about that? Madison Square Garden opened in 1879. It was called Madison Square Garden? Yeah. Named coolest arena in the U.S. by Rolling Stone, blah, blah. Madison Square Garden has epitomized as the home of the Knicks, Rangers, professional boxing, college basketball, and so much more. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Do Do you think you could come up with a list of definitive events that happened at Madison Square Garden? Are we talking about the one... 
like the current Madison Square Garden. Like you, you could say, like you could probably pinpoint. You know, of course, you, you'd have uh, the easy ones to do would be the the sports ones, the Knicks, of course, Willis right. Reed, of course, the Willis Reed Clyde Frazier game, the Ranger uh, the, stuff. The yeah, the Rangers in '94. You've got the um, uh, the Larry Johnson three point play for the Knicks, which was unbelievable. Um, you've got. Wasn't the Starks dunk on Jordan at the Garden, which is a pretty wild moment in Knicks history? You would have, I think, the concert after 9-11 right. was pretty memorable. That was pretty wild. Uh, you've got wrestling ones, I'm sure. Yeah. I know I know there have been big boxing events at the Garden. Uh, like Hulk Hogan beat the Iron Sheik at the Garden. That's, right. That launched like wrestling even yeah. more into. I think that would be. WrestleMania, I think the first WrestleMania was there. Is that true? Yeah. No kidding. I didn't know that. Then, like, trying to think of the concerts. Like, I'm pretty sure Zeppelin had a special concert there. Like, I'm something sure that was unique about it. Billy Joel play there? <laughs> <laughs> Freaking Billy Joel. And Billy Joel. He's played too many shows there. It can't is, be special now. He has played a lot there. <laughs> you have to pick, like, the special shows. But that's great. That was a great one, the 9-11 concert. Ollie Frazier. Garden? Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, they got so many iconic events there. But what else other than basketball, hockey, boxing, and the wrestling? I mean, concerts, I guess. Concerts. That's got to be it, though. Were there any big political things that were done there? They or... might have had, like, uh, Democratic or Republican conventions there. Hmm. Yeah, it's a pretty uh, pretty amazing place. Yeah. I'm trying to think of... Because you would see the stuff in the rafters, too, of... Great events or great things that have happened there. Well, I'm sure college Big East tournament. Oh. Right, college basketball. Was yeah. there any like? Was there a huge college basketball? Well, you tournament? had the Syracuse five overtime game. I think it was five overtimes, which was you know maybe 15 years ago. Perhaps I don't remember exactly when that was, but that's one of the more memorable games at the Garden. I would think too. I'm sure St. John's in 1985 when they made their run in the NCAA tournament. All those battles with Georgetown. I would think, but the only thing I would say is specific games aren't popping into my head. Like you could pick out the Rangers or the Knicks specific games right. or concerts, like we're talking about. A lot of big events, though. Yeah. A lot of big events. That's why, like, when they go to when they're they're talking about. I know Dolan's not going to let them move it when they're talking about trying to move, to move it. it, but you can't. Like it, it just takes something away from the the building when they move it. Yeah, when they open a new one. Yeah, I know yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, I know. it's not the same. Well, even the Lakers. I mean, the Lakers were in the forum. And that, you know, is, I'm, I haven't been to Staples Center or whatever the hell the sponsor is now, a cryptocom.com <laughs> arena, whatever. I know G's been there, and they loved it. They thought it was a pretty cool atmosphere. But if you've never been to the Forum, you wouldn't know any better. It would just be like a Laker game. So if the Garden is the most famous arena, what's second? What would be the most famous? I would say Fenway Park would be the next most famous venue more famous than Wrigley I think so yeah I think you're right I think Fenway Park I don't know why I was I mean you got the the Ivy at Wrigley is pretty iconic but that green monster in Fenway I don't know I don't I don't know um then but the arena wise that's a great question um even the stadiums like we lost like like Soldier Field is not the they that's been renovated so much it doesn't look anything like what it used to look like Lambeau Oh, Lambo for sure. But that's a stadium. Stadium, right. I'm trying to think about arenas. Um, you know, it's funny. I would give you the one I would give you, but it's not there anymore, is the Spectrum. That in was Philadelphia. A huge one. You're right. Great concerts. The Flyers, the Sixers, 
That right. would have been a good one. You're right. That was another right for concert wise. Back in the 70s, 80s, yeah. you're right, Spectrum. And I can't even say the United Center, because other than the Chicago Bull, I mean, I guess the Bulls and Blackhawks, but it's a very, it's a sterile arena. I mean, it's just not, like, it's cool to be there and to see the banners, but the arena doesn't have a whole lot of, char- like, the garden feels like something. United Center is just an arena. I don't know. Where great players and teams played, and I'm sure they had amazing concerts, too. Um, what would you say for another arena? Arena? Because, uh, you, again, you could say Boston Garden, the Spectrum, but these they're not there. Right. Uh, that's what, what it would be, Spectrum, Boston Garden, and the uh, what was the place in L.A., the Forum? The Forum, the which Forum. is still there, yeah, but not up and running the way it used to with the Lakers. Um, now I'm starting to think of stadiums of, you know, Astrodome. Pontiac Silverdome. Oh, sure. Also not, neither one in use. Not around anymore. Kingdome. I think that was imploded. Yeah. So was, I think the the, the Superdome might still be there, but I'm not sure, not the Superdome, the... Um, Astrodome? No, what was it in Detroit? Was Silverdome. It the Silverdome. That still could be up. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know, but... Well, that's the other thing. When you still, we, we think about like, um, I've talked about going to see... Uh, singers and all before they die. Bruce Springsteen, yeah. 70s, Mellencamp, Stones, all that. Paul McCartney, you mm-hmm. mentioned. The other cool thing is places like Fenway Park, Wrigley Field, if you're into those things, like they ain't going to, at some point, they're imploding those things. Yeah. Or moving them into. Well, they keep putting money into, into Fenway and Wrigley Field. Yeah. So I don't know that that'll happen in our lifetime, but you're right. At some point, the same way they decided with the Yankees, like, yeah, they just didn't have the amenities that all the new places have, and the bathrooms were terrible, and that makes a bad fan experience. Re, uh, Fenway, I've been there. Horrific bathroom situation. <laughs> but it's charming. I mean, you get there, you walk in. Like, when you walk in, the few been there, right, yeah. to Fenway? The, I always found it fascinating. The few times I've been there, I've walked in the same way, and it's like you're under the stands, and you look around, and, like, the metal looks like it's going to explode. It's so old. And if you shut your eyes walking in and then open them, you would think it's 1925. Yeah, it's cool. It's neat. It's a cool feel. Yeah, it is. Like sands through the hourglass. These are the days of our lives. Yes, they are. All right, Cherry, let's do the warm-up program. And real quick, think about this. When the Mets were at Shea Stadium, I remember as a kid thinking Shea was a dump in 86. Like, they needed a new ballpark. I remember thinking that in the 80s. Yeah. It opened in 64. So it was only 20-something years old. City Field now has been open since, what, 2009? City Field now is 14, 15 years old already. Yeah. And yet it still has a brand new feel to it. Well, that's what we might talk about Camden Yards. To me, that still is like a new I think stadium. Camden Yards is great. And it's the, I think it's, aside from those traditional ones, I think it's like the oldest new ballpark out there now. Yeah. It's been around, that's been around since, what, 89, 90, something like that? That, to me, felt like the first new stadium. Well, it was. Camden was, Yards was the first one where we got out of the very generic um, stadiums that had all the same dimensions, and it was just round and boring and blah. Camden Yards had the warehouse in right field. It was just different, and it was the first one. What the second one was, I don't know, but that was. Yeah, I feel like the second one was the Pirates, mm, but probably not. You could be right. I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. I, I Pittsburgh, that still seems relatively new to me, though. Pittsburgh PNC seems newer to me than City Field. Maybe the Astros when they moved them out of the Astrodome. It could be. 
I don't know. I'd have to take a look at when all these ballparks open. Detroit, I feel like, got a newer stadium a while ago. Comiskey Park. I don't know. I'd have to check. I love old ballparks. I know you do. There's not many left. I love. We go to Oakland. <laughs> I, I love old baseball and the eight nine. I love 1980s baseball and 1980s stadiums. I know you do. And arenas and rockers and rockers. Oh, <laughs> the rockers, Jerry. No, you still got a lot of old theaters, like where yeah. concerts, like smaller sure. venue theaters, like Beacon Theater. There's a lot of older ones of those still floating Didn't around. The Apollo Theater from the early 1900s. Apollo Theater is a great one. Like, I like, why well, I see an event at the Apollo Theater. I don't know. Probably because I'd have to go to Harlem, and that means You don't want to be City. in New York City. I know. The Chili Peppers were there like seven, eight months ago. Yeah, Sirius XM still, and I think they did it through them. Yes, they did. Like, Bruce played there, Chili Peppers, Metallica played there. Wow. Yeah, they do those special events at the Apollo that is cool. Theater. I want to go to the Apollo Theater to see the, those one of those shows where, like, People try try out singing and they get the hook if they're terrible. Like they literally hook them and pull really? them off the stage. Yeah, oh, I wasn't aware of that. Oh yeah, you get booed off the stage oh, there. That sounds lovely. They say it's a very difficult uh, uh, place, but if you s- are successful there, then if you, you can make it here, you can make yes, it anywhere. Exactly. <laughs> All right, warm up next. Yo. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. We have a mic, and you have a phone. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. I always say we do this on a Thursday, a couple minutes after 5 o'clock. The Eddie Scazzeri, what is up? And across from me, his name has not changed over the, let's see, 2007, uh, 16 years I've known him. His name is Al Mark Dukes. What's up, man? Good morning, Jerry. I don't know. You're wearing a Cardinal shirt? I'm wearing a 1982 World Series champion Cardinals t-shirt I thought you were a Met fan. I am a Met fan, Jerry, but you know I love 1980s baseball. So not the Cardinals? Yeah, I know. You can't wear you going to wear an Expo shirt, too, now? Uh, if I, I don't have an Expo shirt, but I would. Oh, my 1982 God. You're wearing uh, a Cincinnati red shirt next? No, I don't have a red shirt. I have. Uh, I bought a uh, St. Louis Cardinals. I bought a 1985 Royals World Series That's champion fine. shirt. Tigers I, is fine. I bought a M- Milwaukee Brewers shirt as well. They were okay. That was old school when they were American League. You better not show up with a Philly shirt tomorrow. I will not show up with a Philly shirt. Jerry, I want to make sure you heard correctly Kevin Dexter, the fellow who was just doing updates. I did hear Kevin Dexter. Yeah, you know, the Yankees lost last night. I did, yes. They won the previous games. So he said the Yankees were sweepless in Seattle. Yeah. That was a pretty good one. It was accurate. It was accurate. 
I'm surprised accurate. he didn't go with uh, Kirby, your enthusiasm, Yankee fans, as... What did you hear? It's 4 o'clock? <laughs> <laughs> Give this, him time. This Kirby fellow, he just shut down the Yankees <laughs> last night. And I believe a diehard Yankee fan growing up. Oh, that was the guy they were referring to. I heard the announcers referring to of, uh, a guy who grew up a Yankee fan. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I think that's awesome. That'd it's got to be weird, though, when you face them. That'd be like you quarterbacking and just throwing uh, 450 yards against the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. It's like Tiki Barber, who grew up a uh, Redskins fan, now the Commanders. He was a Redskins fan growing up. He did? And then he gets drafted by the Giants. Is that right? Yes. How do I not know that? Because you don't listen to their show. He doesn't tell me anything. Well, he but he has told that story many times on the program. What is the show on you telling me? 10 to 2, right after hours. You know, for your ride home. Carried enough sports at that point. Right? <laughs> I've just done five hours of sports talk. I understand. I got you. But that's weird. Yeah. So it's got to be different. Those games had to mean a little extra for Tiki Barber, I right? Would, when you're playing against think, your old team. Yes, I would think or the so. the team you rooted for. Just like this Kirby fella just shut down the Yankees I, last night. I also wonder, too, like if you grew up like you're kind of a Met fan. I am a huge Met well, fan. Well, you were in a Cardinal shirt today, so I can't <laughs> take you too seriously. But if you were... For real, a Met fan growing up. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you had the chance to go play for, I won't say the Cardinals, because clearly you like them, uh, the Mets, or let's say the San Francisco Giants, or the Oakland A's, whatever. Yeah. There's only three teams out there. They all wanted you. The Mets offered you the least amount. Not by a wide margin, but the least amount. I think you got to take the Mets, don't you? i go with the Mets, yeah. I would think so, too. Yeah. But I don't know that they do. I think they take the most money, most guys. I know. That's what's stupid. Like, take a little less money and go run out your childhood dream. I would think so. So maybe George Kirby at one point will become a Yankee. Well, listen, based on last night's performance, I'd sign him up today. Let's go. It's always good when you throw eight innings like he did. Eight innings, uh, no runs. The Yankees scored no runs. No, they only had three hits. They only had three hits, but you got to figure they had scored 30 runs in three games. This was uh, due. So I'm not even concerned about this, Jerry. Uh, no, there's no. They, they won the series. Not a big deal. There is no concern to this. Yeah. And actually, the Mariners made a, I counted three quality defensive plays. There was the screaming liner uh, that the shortstop caught for Seattle. Right. That, that was easily, that could have been in the gap double. Right. There was a That was great, the Crawford play, correct? Yeah, Crawford. Yeah. There was a great catch in left center field at the wall, mm-hmm. which a dude made. And then when the Yankees had the bases loaded, <laughs> then when the Yankees had the bases loaded in the tenth, they got the dribbler and they threw home. Those three quality right. plays. Bases loaded, one out. You think you're going to get at least one in? Yeah, and they don't, and That's they get true. nothing. So it's good defense. It's good defense. Good pitching. That's what wins ball games, I'd Jerry. Say, yes, it does. And scoring one more run than the other team. That sums it right up. There you I go. I just summed up. You don't need to watch the Yankees now. No, they not get a last very night. Sexy weekend though. How so? Yankees, Dodgers in L.A. Ooh, that's kind of cool. That is cool. You don't see them play often, and in Los Angeles, it's kind of neat. And 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 John Carlos Stanton just might be back. Josh Donaldson might be back. And Anthony Rizzo should be good to go. So this should like wow. if you got tickets out there and you're going to see Dodgers Yankees this weekend, you're going to like really see Dodgers Yankees. Let me ask you this, Jerry. Give me a percentage that in this Dodger Yankee series, Giancarlo Stanton hits a home run. Interesting. He's not so that it is, and usually like I'm taking Aaron Hicks. Did he play last night? I don't even know. Uh, I got to check. 
But I would tell you that Giancarlo Stanton's usually slow to get going. Oh, is that right? And once he does get going, he's like a ball on fire. I think he hits home run this weekend. He very might, might hit three of them. In Sancho Ravine or whatever they call that place. What did you call it? Sancho Ravine. Yeah, come on. Something Ravine. Chavez Ravine. Chavez Ravine. Sanchez Ravine? I that tell is you, not far off. Every, it is far off. Every day you say something that makes me just wonder about you. I got Ravine right. Oh, my God. Chavez Ravine. Yeah, okay. Good what thing. Else, what else, Al? <laughs> oh, my God. And that's Yankee talk. <laughs> <laughs> You're wearing this stupid Cardinal shirt, calling it Sancho Ravine. The Yankees went sweepless in Seattle, Jerry. By the way, Aaron Hicks last night, two for two, two runs scored. <laughs> Take that, Yankee fans. He did not hit a home run, though. I, I told you I wanted to pick him to hit a home run. He so didn't hit a home run. What you're saying, Jerry, is Aaron Hicks. Oh, the Yankees really get him, let him get away, huh? <laughs> you're saying Aaron Hicks had a better offensive output than the entire Yankee team last well, night. Well, yeah, because he scored two runs. <laughs> wow. Not only did he go two for two, he also walked. Oh, my so goodness. So he was on base all three times he uh, went to the plate. Oh, my. That is pretty cool. Hmm. How about that? All right. Uh, so no Yankees tonight. They that game that series starts tomorrow. Correct. Friday. Yes, that's a Friday night game. Will I watch any of that, Jerry? No. You? You don't know that. I do know that. I can say that with one hundred percent certainty. Oh, is that right? That you will not be watching that. Hmm. Well, here's what I did watch, Jerry. I mean, if you'd like, you want to text throughout the game to prove to me that you're watching the game. I'm all for that. If that I- game. Yeah, I'm for that if you'd like. That game does start at ten uh, ten. If I could set up a uh, AI chat no, bot no, to, no. to chat with you about I'm gonna the game, because I'm going to ask you specific questions. Nope. And my chat robot will just nope. answer for me. That's not going to work for me. I will ask you specific questions. I'll just write to the chat robot. Answer specific questions from Jerry Reco. <laughs> you don't have an AI robot. And my AI robot, I'll just have it every once in a while. I'll throw out an '80s baseball reference <laughs> from the Dodgers. I'll be like, "Hmm, he looked like Rick Monday out there, Jerry." <laughs> I'm not taking that. Or Mike Sosha. Nope. 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 The Mets won again, though. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I didn't. I forgot the Mets were 15 and four against the Phillies last year, really? and now they've beaten them two in a row here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't remember that either. I don't remember that. But then it again. Was, my main man, Mark Canna, Jerry, he had a two-run home run. He had a two-run single. He got all four runs. He did so much, actually, Jerry, that the grounds crew stuck a rake in his butt, and while he was running around the bases, he actually even raked the field. Like, that's how much he did last <laughs> night, so much. He picked up bats. He was bat boy, and he did everything last night. Did he grab the dragger in the, after the sixth inning? He did grab the dragger <laughs> right after the sixth. He went around. He, yeah. did, he did the seventh inning stretch, and he sang the national anthem. I mean, this guy game. had himself a hell of a night. Oh, my goodness. Did he pitch, too? Marcana, yes, he threw a scoreless eighth. He was the one that got the save. Yes, he did, Jerry. He did it all last I think Rayleigh night. was the one that pitched the Rayleigh? Uh, or the seventh. I forget. Seventh or eighth. So, by the way, also... Two quality Carlos Carrasco starts in a row. Yeah. Right? His uniform looks too big for him. Looking like more and more of himself. Yeah. And healthier. Yeah. Well, I was watching him, like, warming up in the highlight package, of course. Yes. I'm like, this, this uniform is so baggy. 
He's well, comfortable. He looks, I guess it's well, comfortable. You got guys wear their uniforms differently. You got yeah. the guys that wear the tight uniforms. You got the guys that wear it bad. Like CC Sabathia always looked like he was wearing a uniform three sizes too big. Yes. And he'd already wear a big uniform even if it was tight. Correct. So, I mean, you know. And then you had A-Rod who basically had the pants up his ass. Yeah, very slimming. Yeah, well. When you can do that and you can show it off, go show it off. I was reading in one of the uh, articles, I think it was the New York Post, had about uh, Carlos Carrasco. He thought he was going to get pulled after the sixth inning, so he went and uh, hid in the bathroom. Here was Buck. He's starting to hide from me after the fifth and sixth inning now. That's always a good sign. And then uh, Carrasco was asking, and then Buck goes on to say, had to go chase him into the bathroom. And then Carrasco was like, was like, was that real? I really did. I went down. <laughs> I went down to to the um, bathroom and uh, half a can, and he can, and I just trying to hide myself. But he find me. As soon as he opened the door, they were waiting for him. Did he not think? <laughs> Where's well, Carrasco? Oh. He's in the bathroom, but let him pitch, to, pitch another inning. I guess you could make the case if he's never told and you hide, inning ends, you just run out onto the field. Right. Why? I think it's I think it's great. What the hell? It's worth a try. It, it didn't work. You had uh, both the manager and the pitching coach looking for him. I think it's kind of cool, though. You know what it does? It shows you the guy really wants to be out there. Yeah. He had it going, felt good, and when you look at his numbers, he had only thrown 82 pitches. That's got to be so great for a pitcher, like when you are when you have a game like that, and then you don't pitch again for five days. I know. We've always talked about oh. that. Or if you're Kodai Senga, six days. Six days, yeah. yeah. What a relaxing next couple of days. But on the flip side, when yeah. you suck, you have to sit there with it for five days. Yeah, you have to wallow in it. Yeah, and it's not like a closer who might get the opportunity to come back out the next night and make up for the blown save. You've got to sit there for four days, and yeah. that fifth day you get back out there. And it's probably in your head. I really stunk the last time I was up, up How about on this, this hill. And we've seen this before. How about when a guy has four or five bad ones in a row? That's a month. <laughs> yeah, that's Oof. a... You're in a funk. That is bad. But you also talk about, too, the way teams feel about themselves. Now, the the Yankees won the series in Seattle, so they're fine. But, you know, they had to get on a plane, go to L.A. right after losing one nothing, And then they're off tomorrow. So the last time they were on the field, they lost. They didn't right. score. Seattle, meantime, lost the series. They wake up today. They were winners last night. Feeling good. The start of something yeah, new. Yeah, you never know. You mentioned they won the series, but they were sweepless, Jerry. In, in Seattle. Seattle. Sweepless in Seattle. <laughs> You're stupid. The great Howie Rose got to throw out the first pitch last night. Uh, yes, I, so he's going to the Mets Hall of Fame this weekend, yeah. which is kind of cool. Um, he's a lefty, I didn't I didn't realize. And his first South pitch ball. didn't go so good. I can see why Howie doesn't hit the ball, golf ball straight. A little more... A little too much rotational. Oh my God! How he goes? Hold it! How he stick to hockey? He basically threw it dead right. Yeah, like across his body. I've seen much worse. Yeah, it wasn't. Horrendous. It looked fine actually out yeah. of his hand. Yes. And then it was horrendous. Then it tailed. Yeah. Well, no, he pulled it right. Pretty bad. Yeah, pulled it. If a if a righty hitter was up, he'd have drilled him. Yes. Right? I actually think he might have thrown it behind him. To be quite <laughs> honest. <laughs> Well, he's so he's going to the Mets Hall of Fame, you're saying? Correct. We want him in the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown? Yeah, why not? <laughs> no, he's going into the Mets Hall of Fame. So is Gary Cohen. Oh, cool. I, uh, I believe Al Leiter is and Howard Johnson, too, I I think. Mets Hall of Famers? That. Yeah. How's Howard Johnson not in there? The guy was not, just put the entire 86. Because they saw him playing softball with us. <laughs> and they knocked him down a few years. <laughs> we better wait this one out. <laughs> and the entire 86 Met team should be in the Met Hall of Fame. Give the, Put the 69 team in there. 
put the 86 team you know, in there. Kevin Mitchell in the Mets Hall of yes, Fame? Yes, I do. Let's see. Mets Hall of Fame 23. This is this weekend. Howard Johnson, Al Leiter, Gary Cohn, and Howie Rose. Correct. That's a nice little That's awesome. class of uh, people. I heard Craig and Evan um, before they had the darts guys on last night. They were talking about this Hall of Fame thing. Yeah. And Craig had a great question. Usually, Howie is the master, the MC. Oh. So, who does it now this weekend? I would think it's got to go to Steve Gelbs, no? I would think so, yeah. You can't have Keith Rad do it. He just got the no, job. just got there. So, I, w- I I don't know what the decision would be. I would think it would be Gelbs, though. What about this? Bring back Kevin Burkhart. <laughs> yeah, you could do that, I suppose. What would that cost? He might get the biggest ovation of all of them. <laughs> Yeah, I would bring him back. He would What's get a, he doing? He will, uh, well, he's doing, maybe he'll be doing Undisputed soon Ooh. with Skip Bayless. Yeah. Um, he's working for Fox, as we know, living the life out in L.A. You mentioned, you said before Carton and Roberts had darts guys on? They did, yeah. Darts like? Pro darts. Pro darts. Yeah, pro darts players, two of them, in They'd studio. Have, oh, in studio. And then Craig played darts against the one guy. What are they doing there in the afternoon, Jerry? Winning. That's what they're doing. Well, they're really sticking it to Michael K. <laughs> we'll beat you by putting darts guys and with darts guys uh, as our guests. We mean like real darts guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was at a uh, I was at a function last night for St. John Vianney baseball and I'm watching it on the screen at the bar before the event started. I'm like, what in the hell is that? And then I saw, oh, and I think this is from... They had a guy on that was talking about some big darts event in Manhattan. I think at the Garden. It is. Or is that, it is, right? And I know this because I get an email from the Garden, you know, telling you which concerts are coming up and the different events. Yeah. And they've got this pro darts thing. And it looks like, if you looked at the ad, the, the visual ad, it looks like a pro wrestling event. Yeah. Like, it is all showmanship. It's supposed to be awesome. Fireworks. And a lot of beer. Consumed. Beers. A lot of beer consumed. Characters. Yes. They're looking like characters. They look like wrestlers these days. Now, I don't know how guys. Craig got hooked up with this guy. Yeah. And this was months ago. But I do remember hearing the interview. The guy called in from, like, London. And I remember Craig saying, when, when this event happens, you're going to come in studio. I don't know if this is the same guy. My guess is it was. And there he was. Were they throwing darts in yes. the studio? Yes, they were. I used to be pretty good at, at darts when I was going to school in Indiana. Okay. Uh, the the elect- electronic darts you oh, would play with the plastic count. with the magnets? No, not the magnets, but they, they were just they were they were darts. You had your own darts, but they were plastic tips and they'd go into, into the, little holes. Yeah. Yeah. I was pretty good at that. Once I had if I had like two beers, I was really accurate. What if you had two beers with the real darts? <laughs> Be spraying them all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> someone would have had one in their neck. I always thought that was dangerous. Yes. Darts in a bar. Does not make a whole lot of sense to me. Well, it's like the axe throwing places they have now, where you can bring your own alcohol. Yeah, that's crazy. I had I only did it once. My first throw was not a good throw, and the axe came back at me. Right, that's I've seen back. that. It's, it's frightening. Yeah, but yeah, you get used to it though, and then all of a sudden they start going. And those first few though were not easy. So, yeah, yeah. It seems dangerous. We should have an axe thrower in to teach us how to throw the axe. <laughs> It was fun. 518, we are just getting started. We got Boomer and Geo coming up at 6. It's a Thursday on The Fan. All right, wake up. It's Thursday. We're that close to the weekend. 25 after 5. It is the warm-up show till 6 o'clock. We've got Boomer. We've got Geo. 
We've got another gorgeous day for you out there, so should be, should be, should be a nice afternoon for you. Jerry, you briefly mentioned last segment that uh, Shannon Sharp has reached the buyout agreement with Fox. He is out of Undisputed after the NBA Finals. That's the show he does with Mr. Skip Bayless. Yeah, which tells me, I think it answers the question we've all had, are all these little bits that they've had, the two of them, where they're screaming at each other and Shannon's fed up with Skip. Is it all made for TV and, you know, do they create stuff that's not there? I think this tells you, no, they can't stand each other. This is not a bit, as they say, Jerry, in the broadcasting field. It's over. It is over. Now, I'm very curious. I haven't even heard uh, any names mentioned of people who would take over that slot. It's a very particular person you would need for there. You're fighting Skip Bayless every day, so it can't be a guy like Skip Bayless. But I'll ask you the same question I've asked you before. They don't get TV. They get no ratings. It's all YouTube clips, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah, YouTube and social media clips. Yeah, very bizarre. Maybe Craig Carton will do it. He's over at Fox in the morning. Uh, but I would think, yeah, I, I would think you'd put Craig with the athlete, not yeah. replace the athlete. That's true. It's always like the argumentative broadcaster mm-hmm. and the argumentative athlete. Plus, last time I checked, he has a show. He does a show already. Then. It's already named okay. after him. Oh, correct. It's called The Carton Show. Good point, Jerry. Yeah, I don't. I think he's good. And it's on before Undisputed even comes on the, the, for the day. That's the lead-in. Is that the lead-in? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know what, what the schedule is over is there. <laughs> what are you thinking, you douche? <laughs> <laughs> See, that sounds perfect for that show. Yeah, it's, it's good. Okay, maybe he'll take over for Undisputed. Yeah. Maybe he'll just stay on all morning and then come straight here. Okay, so uh, there until 2 and then right here yeah. at 2 with Evan. Well, he's got to be done at one thirty. He's got to get here. Yeah. True. Yeah, so I'm I'm always I'm like curious to see where this goes cuz NBA finals it's it's not like it's months away. Like this is tonight. It starts tonight, Jerry. Yes. <laughs> so if this uh this could be over very quickly. You, if you had a sweep by mid midweek next week, he could be done. So who are they getting? I don't know. I, uh, Charles Barkley. Cody Decker? No, I think he's taken already in the morning. <laughs> oh, he's on Craig's show. Yes. Uh, who did you mention? Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley. Don't him and Skip Bayless have something going where they they kind of rip on each other all the time? I don't know. I, I, I feel like that's... I don't think he would take that. Charles. No, I, he's got a good deal going. Plus, he's doing a show with um, Oprah's friend, isn't he? Gail King. Yes. Doesn't he do a show on CNN now with her? Yeah. No one has. No one sees that. Well, at I don't. All. I don't know. He's undisputed. I have no idea. That's a good point. I'm not sure. I know they watch him on TNT. That I know. Okay. That is true. They're very popular on yes. TNT. Yes, they are. Now, Andrew Marchand of the New York Post uh, had some details of the Pat McAfee contract at ESPN. Jerry, a lot of people were wondering what that was. He's going to get eighty-five million dollars. <laughs> Over a five-year period, which yeah. when you do the math on that, that's $17 million a year for 230 shows. Now, I did the math. There are 352 days in the year. He's doing 230 There's actually shows. 365, but I mean, you know, your years might be a little different than ours. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I got confused. Maybe maybe in Sanchez Ravine, there's 352 <laughs> days in the year? 52 weeks in the year. You're correct. 365 correct. days. <laughs> Okay, so I, mm, I'm going to do the math now. I have to redo the math, Terry. Well, I think 230 so, is, so I, I'm pretty sure if you take out vacation time. All right. So if you think about it, like you have 104 days you, you take away immediately. For so the weekend. 
I'm going to start right. my calculator. So 365 out here. 365 minus 104. I'm going to start at 365. Right. Minus 104 for the weekends. That leaves me with 261. Right. So he's taking six weeks vacation. I think that's fine. Like he's working a legit year. Plus, he's not working Christmas. Right. So it's probably four weeks vacation on the holidays. That's reasonable. I think it's very well. The money's a lot, but he's working a regular schedule. It's a lot of work. Plus, he's doing uh, game day. I was going to say, he won't have all weekends off because he's going to be doing that some Saturdays. Yeah. So, you know, good for him. My goodness, Jerry, look at all of this. All of this media news, sports media news, just piling up around me. How come we have no news around us? I don't know. Hmm. We got to get in the mix with some media news. Where H- where was he? Uh, he was at FanDuel. Oh, okay. There's a void there now. <laughs> there is a void. There's a big money void there now, Jerry. You know, what's funny is I saw, and this is just because you're talking about the money. We yeah. don't need to discuss it at all. I saw this. Uh, yesterday, I got to find the headline because I was like, wow, Williams gets $78.5 million deal to coach Detroit. And I'm like, who? And then it, it hit me. It was Monty Williams. So think about this. The new head coach of the Pistons has this huge deal. It's six years. He's getting like $12 million a year, $13 million a year. Pat McAfee makes more. <laughs> than the head coach of the... The Pistons, he Pistons. was the coach of the year with the Suns. He just got he was let go after the Suns got bounced in the uh, in the playoffs by the Nuggets, and the Pistons swooped him up, and he gets seventy. And Pat McAfee got more than that. Yeah, this is what stinks. Like we we take the big personalities out of the games sometimes, and they go into broadcasting. Like Rex Ryan, that bugged me. Uh, John Gruden, these are characters of the game that are great as coaches in the game, and then they well McAfee never coached. Right, but I'm saying you're right. That's different. But I just don't like when the the media is paying more than the to be a head coach. And they coach. are, and they are, and you can see why. Who's the the coach of the Rams? What's his name? McVay. Uh, Sean McVay. You could see why he was really yeah. teetering on: Do I coach again, or do I just take a cushy job for fifteen million dollars a year on TV? Right. And even, that's not an exaggeration. He probably might have gotten $15 million a year. Even the Tom Brady deal, isn't his broadcasting right. deal going to be worth more than his playing yes, deal? Yes, I believe yeah. this deal is worth more than he made playing. Oh, yeah. Now, not more than he has made in his career Correct. because of endorsements and everything. But, yes, I think his playing contracts, hmm. this totals more. It's kind of like how it's going to be hard to keep you around here. Yeah, absolutely, Jerry. When the big contracts come a-calling. Has anybody come calling? Nobody so far. <laughs> Not yet, huh? Just this place, luckily. We'll give them time. Uh, HBO has announced a Barry Bonds documentary. Do you have any interest in this? Yes. You do? I do. Now, they said, so far, Barry Bonds is not involved. Even more want to be interested See, that's what in I was it. wondering. Like, do we, we In a documentary, do you prefer the person being involved or not involved? I prefer them to be involved because yeah. I do want to hear from them. So, like, the 30 for 30 on Namath was on last night. Now, he turned 80. And, yes, I brought up the Susie Colbert thing yesterday morning. because I was just curious how old he was when that happened. And I don't know if it was Boomer or G. One of you, or maybe it was you guys. One of you said, boy, nice to bring that up on his birthday. That's in the 30 for 30. That oh, it's whole... a pivotal part of his uh, no, career. Yeah, but you could have done. Yes, you're right. But you could absolutely do a 30 for 30 yeah. on Joe Namath's playing career. Yeah, and you don't need it. to get into anything. Yeah, I mean, where did he finish? With the Rams or the Niners? Where the hell he finished? Rams. Like, you could have ended it right there. And you could have had no problem doing two hours on Joe Namath. But they did the post-playing career, and that's in it. So, 
God, where was I going here? You were talking about Barry Bonds or whether you want the people involved right. or not. So Namath is in this 30 for 30, talks about a lot of different things. I like to hear from them. I would like to hear from Bonds. I like. I would like to hear from the people that the documentary is about as well, as long as they're at a point in their life where they're being open, seemingly open and honest about everything. And don't have creative control over the project. Yes. That's the other part of Which it. Which is tough to do. It's tough to get somebody probably like Barry Bonds to participate in your documentary about him if he's not the one in control. Well, I think part of that would be, too, are you slandering him or are you trying to do an open and honest documentary? What's going to be weird is all the footage they have of thin Barry Bonds. Well, from the pirate days. Yeah, and then he just shows up with a... Like RoboCop. (laughs) (laughs) Like he's just been lifting... Eating meat and lifting. And all the gear he used to wear. Yeah. Which I don't know why more kids and, and players don't do that. Yeah, totally agree. Like, yeah, those balls only coming at you 99 miles an hour. Yeah, let's let's take it right in the elbow. That seems smart. Right, you got to feel more confident up there with all the Barry Bonds mm-hmm. gear on. I would, I would like, think so. Go ahead, throw inside. I'm not even going to feel this. Which is why he hovered over the plate. Yeah. On this uh, Joe Namath 30 for 30 that you watched, when they brought up the Susie Colbert thing, did he comment on it after that? So I fell asleep. <laughs> I fell asleep, no joke, in the commercial coming up next. Yeah. And it was they had Susie Colbert talking about it. They played really? the vi- Yeah, they played oh, the man. they played the clip. I want to kiss you. They played that. Then they had her commenting on it, but a quick little two second snippet because it was the tease going into the break. And I passed out. And when did we decide that was? I want to kiss you. 2003, Eddie, right? So we weren't here as the Boomer and Carton show. I don't think so. What was it like? Do you guys remember? What was it like here on Mike and the Mad Dog the day after? I I believe that was uh, on the IMUS program (laughs) was the main topic. (laughs) (laughs) I bet it was. Yeah. There's been some wild stuff in sports. (laughs) Yes, there has been and will continue to be. Think of what that. He was drunk on TV. Yeah. Telling the reporter he wanted to kiss her. I heard it. I, <laughs> I remember seeing it like, I want to kiss did you. Did that just happen? Right. Can you imagine if Twitter was around then? Oh, my gosh. We would have been going, our heads would have exploded. <laughs> Pretty much. Man, that is wild. Yeah. When did Twitter start? Uh, I feel like 2007. Like four, five, seven, seven, seven? Yeah. Okay. Everyone Same talks the about. the iPhone. Yeah, with the iPhone. Everyone talks about how smooth Susie Colbert was in that moment. Yes, she was. Right? She handled it well. She was smooth. I, yeah. I've always said she is, she's one of my favorites. Yeah. She's pretty damn good at what she does. And she sure was very is, good Jerry. in that spot. I want to kiss you. She got him right back on track. Imagine. There's got to be some reporter out there, male, female, whatever, that would just punch him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to kiss you. <laughs> oh, I deserve TV. that. <laughs> What's next? <laughs> Uh, quick break, 535, Boomer and Geo, 25 minutes away on this Thursday on The Fan. I got something for you. Oh, is that right? So we always talk about um, how expensive things have gotten. I know you were at Costco yesterday. I spent $4,000. <laughs> I know your big thing on the weekends is going out. I like to go out to dinner, sure. So there's someone that's uh, right in line with you now in terms of what it costs. Oh. Kayvon Thibodeau. Oh, it's the, the New York Giants. Of Jerry. the Giants. I guess, I don't know if he's been uh, cooking around the, the Giant facility. I'm not sure, but he was asked about it yesterday. How you guys doing? You know, I've been cooking, man. These restaurants are getting expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. 
How about that? He's right. He's very right. These restaurants are getting expensive. You got to learn how to cook some things. You should know how to cook just, you know, even if it's just a handful of things. Yeah, you got. You know I mean, mean, you don't want to go out every night. You go out every night. You're, I mean, you're pay. You're spending your paycheck. Yeah, but when you do nothing else, like me, you have to go out some. Well, that's your two times a week. Yeah, yeah. or three. Friday whatever. night, Saturday night, probably a lunch in there as well somewhere. But Monday through Thursday, or actually Sunday through Thursday, I try to keep it. Got to cook at home. Mm-hmm. Keep it healthy. Me and Kayvon Thibodeau. There keep it go. healthy and keep it uh, cheaper. And cheaper. Oh, supermarkets ain't so. Uh, no. Cheap either these days. You're a coupon guy? <laughs> I'll do a digital coupon. Like if I'm in the stop and shop and it says like these, uh, the blueberries, two for $3. Or you would just scan your coupon. card. Yeah, then I'll like. That, yeah, that's fine. I'll do digital I meant, are you coupon. clipping coupons? No. The other thing I'll do is if the product has a coupon on it, save $1 now, I peel that right off and Fair. I will save that. But I'm not clipping coupons. All right. Remember, um, uh, didn't people used to save the, when we used to get the newspapers Dove. over here? Dove, all the coupon booklets yeah. from the Sunday papers from yep. Dove. I mean, you could save a lot of money. I used to watch those coupon shows on TV where people would like. They'd pay them. <laughs> <laughs> They'd have a carriage full of ketchup and it cost them three cents. Yeah. Yeah. Do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, weird story about a Pittsburgh Pirate prospect, Jerry. Pittsburgh Pirates prospect. His name is Travis Swaggerty. Okay. He revealed his wife is dealing with a rare blood disease. Oh, no. Which she got after getting attacked by a raccoon. Oh. What? That's not good. I didn't know raccoons could give you a rare blood disease. Neither did I. I know they scraped her, I guess. I know in New Jersey they live in the sewers. Yeah. Most animals live in the woods. Raccoons, for whatever reason, love a sewer. I know the raccoon that lives in my backyard lives in a tree. Do not let it bite you. I'm not going to. Or you will get a rare blood disease. Yeah, that's not good. Unbelievable. And prior to this getting attacked by a raccoon, Jerry, she had some sort of cancer. This woman's got a a string of bad luck. It's terrible. Cancer and getting attacked by a raccoon. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, you got to be careful, Jerry. You got that raccoon that's hanging out by, wasn't it in your garbage can at one yes. day? And you thought it was dead? Yeah. And you called animal control and they kicked it over and it ran out. Correct. <laughs> and they were so calm about it. They're yeah. like, oh, he'll just run that way. Well, what if he runs at you? Yeah. yeah he won't. Okay. I feel like raccoons are the most rabid animals. Like whenever something is rabid, it's always a, a raccoon. I will tell you, some of these images, yeah. not great. About a raccoon attack? I mean, how about this? 95-year-old Toronto woman on morning walk with Stan's raccoon attack. You're 95. You've yeah. made it this long. You got to get attacked by a raccoon as you're right. just doing your morning walk? Come hey, on. raccoons, pick on somebody your own size. And that was just in March. Come at me, raccoons. I'm a man. I can handle it. Well, there's a lot of raccoon attacks. When I know. You, when this you is Google why I, that. When I see a raccoon, Jerry... I spin it around and head the other direction. Holy cow. I remember when I was living in Colonia, New Jersey, and the raccoons lived in our sewers. If I was walk, coming back home from a day of, uh, you know, playing sports, as I did, hmm. and I'd be walking back home up my block, if I saw a raccoon's eyes in the sewer, I went a long way around. You. I, you don't want a thing running at you. No. No, thank you. And those raccoons that live in the sewers, they're fat because they're getting fat eating all of our waste. Ugh. All right. It's disgusting, dude. What what is wrong with you? Well, what else is down there in the sewers? I don't know. I've never been in the sewer. <laughs> I have no idea. You gotta get down there and explore. I Jerry. don't want to get down there and explore. You've no, thank gotta you. Gotta go down no. and see what's going on in these raccoon no. in the raccoon world. Well, Andy Dufresne, he had to crawl through it. <laughs> Who's that? From uh Shawshank. 
Oh, Shawshank Redemption. He crawled through the. That's how he escaped. I don't. Did think you I ever, not see the movie? I don't think I ever saw that. Come on, man. I know about he, it. I don't think I ever saw it. You never saw Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Come I don't on. Think so. I'm when you aware. were in Sancho Ravine, you never got went to the, see the movie. <laughs> no. I wow. never saw it either. Oh, you don't shock me. All you do is watch TV. I know. I don't like movies though, which is weird. I like TV shows. Okay. I don't know. I never. I don't. I. I know I've seen parts of it because it's been on TV for years and years. And you, it never Morgan Freeman, nothing. Yeah. Doesn't, no, I didn't know. Do it for you. I know about it, and what I probably would movie. enjoy it. If I actually sat down and watched the uh, whole you, thing. I actually think you would enjoy so it. So he crawled through a sewer to escape prison? But yeah, he had to get through the sewer system, basically, to get out and be free after he carved his way through the wall. Were there raccoons down there in the movie? I don't know, but they would show you him vomiting <laughs> relentlessly. Really? Because of the It was the sewer there? system. Oh, man, the sewers. And he was crawling through it for, like, miles. The sewers here in New York got to be filled with rats, right? What do you think? Our yeah. streets are filled with rats. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think the sewers are? <laughs> oh, my God. There's probably no raccoons, though, in New York City. I hope not. But then again, possum. would you be shocked? That whole sewer system, man, it's, it's got to be, like, possum, rats, raccoons. Oof. The... These sewer-dwelling animals. Yeah. Disgusting. I'll pass. Uh, are you nervous at all about this Aaron Rodgers situation, Jerry? No. I am. Oh, shut up. He's still limited with that calf injury from, like, last week. Oh, God. It's this June is, 1st. This is going to come back to haunt us no, this year. Not. I know it is. No, it's not. This is going to be a it. Mets pitcher situation. Stop it. Stop it. He's going to be out there I'm practicing today. Vibes. He's going to supposed to be on the field today. Actually, he was in Broadway last night. Or on Broadway with, uh, with Uzama and two other guys. What are they? What I think they saw Wicked. Wicked. I think they saw Wicked. What is wrong with these guys, Jerry? Hold on, I'm gonna check. I'm surprised you didn't see that. I did not see that. Yeah. I can't keep up with Aaron Rodgers and his tour of New York City. He is loving it. Let's see, Aaron Rodgers Broadway. Uh, yeah, Wicked. Wicked. Yep, went last night. What's that about the Wizard of Oz, which? I don't know. I honestly have no I idea. Feel I'm like not a private. I don't know. Yeah, it's like an alternate take on alternate take on the Wizard of Oz witch. Yeah, I don't go to Broadway either, Jerry. Yeah, I not for me, not for me. We're men, Jerry. Men don't go to Broadway. I want to find the thing that Eddie should have gone to, <laughs> the Star Wars strip thing. <laughs> Star Wars strippers. The Empire strips back. Star, yeah, yeah. Star Wars strips back. Now right. that's what men. No, you're go right. To Empire Jerry. strips back. The Empire strips back. The burlesque parody. Yeah. Would you have interest in that or no? Yeah. That sounds fun. It does. You won't go though. Uh, I did bring it up to the wife, and it's uh, on the table. Well, you better wow. hurry up. I think it's over soon. What is burlesque? Is it? Oh it's, no, maybe it's, not. Um, is that stripping or not exactly? It's sort of like if you want to call it like classy strip. They they, they hold <laughs> like big fans or stuff over there, so you don't see nipples. In, in, right. I mean, one or two. You might get a quick peek of something. Okay. This video's got Yoda looking at the uh, the stormtroopers in thongs. <laughs> the stormtroopers are in thongs? The the storm yeah, the stormtroopers it looks like they've got some gear up top and then not much on the bottom. Hmm. Aaron Rodgers got to take his guys out to see that. <laughs> this looks hilarious. The Empire actually. strips back. Where is it playing, Jerry? Uh, let's see here. At the Wilburn Theater. Now open in New York. It does not say I have to find oh. it for you. I that's will find gotta, it for you. That's going to go on tour. I got to yeah. see that in Red Bank, New Jersey. You know what the Stormtroopers look like? They look like that lingerie football league. Oh, oh, yes. They've got the Stormtrooper helmet on. It looks like like a half shirt to cover their boobs mm-hmm. in white. 
and then thongs. Thongs. All right. And part, and some have cheekinis. You think George Lucas had to approve that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's at the Orpheum Theater. Orpheum. Yeah. How it's much thing tickets are? I'm kind of into this. This looks fun. I bet you're 80 bucks. Um, I'm gonna say eighty dollars a ticket. All right, so I'll put in for I'll put in for this week. Yeah, put in for this all week. Right. Me, you, and Eddie, we're gonna go see the Empire Strips back. Uh, not like this would ever happen. Nine thirty Friday night. <laughs> I know, sleep, right? Harry. There's not a chance. No. Okay, they are. You can get it for sixty seven dollars. All right, uh, very reasonable. Yeah, not too I bad. bet you Wicked uh, cost Darren Rogers a lot more than that. And that's that includes the fees. Yeah, the sixty seven. So it's sixty seven dollars. Perfect. Now, if you want to sit close, you gotta you gotta sit close though. Don't yeah, you, you gotta be very close, Jerry. I would think you want to be close. Now you're talking how much? 110. Yeah. Not bad. Still reasonable. I mean, you sp- how much you spent on Bruce? Five hundred dollars. And Bruce ain't showing you his butt cheeks. No, he's not. Nor is he in lingerie at all. <laughs> no, right, exactly. That's the most expensive price, and it's a small theater too. Right, you're up. Even even the bad seats are good, Jerry. I would say the bad seats are at still the good. Yes. This is if I would go to this. It looks fun. By the way, um, betters, you know, people who bet on sports, Jerry, we call yeah, them betters. I've heard of them. Betters are really loving Lions plus six and a half at the Chiefs. Oh, get, who's betting on week one of the <laughs> NFL right now? It's already being bet on. Oh, my God. Six and a half point. Uh, they're getting six and a half points. Okay. I don't like that bet. I would Where is that Chiefs. game? In Kansas, Kansas City? City? Yeah, I, I don't like that bet either. It's only a touchdown. If that game, exactly. That's the funny thing when we pick these games. Yeah. Oof, oh, I don't know, man. Six Given and a half's a lot. Given eight points, that's, that's a big spread. Meantime, if you win the game 35-21, 35-24, it's a, just a normal game. Yeah. They cover the spread. They cover the spread, right. We get nuts over that. But it's a touchdown, an extra point. Yeah, not much. You tell me the Chiefs aren't a touchdown better than the... Lions, especially of they are. especially in Kansas City. Correct. So, how much you put on it? Well, I don't, I'm not betting that. Who not? What if uh, you know something happened? What if Patrick Mahomes has a calf injury before that game? I got to be careful. You can't bet that. Now, and Jerry. might miss an OTA. Yeah, he might miss an OTA in oh June. Then what happens? Aaron Rodgers will be there Week One healthy. 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 I know healthy. he'll be there healthy, but will the calf? At well, if he's some healthy, point, that means oh, we'll see. He is. He's forty. Point, These right? things happen. Although they never happened to Brady. Brady played it, right? Can you yeah. think of a game? Maybe he did miss, but I don't remember with the Bucks. No. His latter years of the Patriots. I feel like he played every week. I feel like the only time he missed games was in that uh, opening game against the Chiefs years and years ago when he got hurt for the season, when uh, Matt Castle uh, came in. And when he was suspended. And when he, oh, man, that's funny. I forget about yeah. Tom Brady, the golden boy of the NFL, got a suspension. For deflating a ball. <laughs> so stupid. All right, we had a quick break. We get out of here. We'll get your boomer and geo in just a couple of moments. But first, an Odyssey Sports Minute from Amy Lawrence. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Right, I got a couple more minutes before we get you to Boomer and Geo. What'd you say for the end, Al? Well, we got a Mets Day game today, Jerry. 110. 110 with Taiwan Walker on the hill for the Phillies. So that means at 4 o'clock, you'll realize another game you didn't watch. <laughs> <laughs> now, he did say he's going to be emotional. He liked it here. I guess so. But then he went to the hated Phillies. Yeah, I like Taiwan Walker when he, he was, was here. He was good when he was here. He was like a very solid... Yep. Consistent pitcher for the That's most part. That's the word. He was consistent. He was consistent. I agree. Why would we get rid of him? The world lacks a lot of consistency. Yes. 
Well, we got rid of him because we got those two old dudes instead. And the Phillies gave him a lot of money. Oh. Uh, Max Scherzer's pitching, though, for the Mets, Jerry. Nice. He better shoot it. That would be good. They, that would be, you know what? It'd be good to see them go out and get a sweep. Oh, man. And feel good about themselves again now. Unlike the Yankees, Jerry, who were sweepless in All Seattle. Right, again with the sweep, this nonsense. Who was that dude again? Kevin Decker? Dexter. Dexter. Yes, he lives. He's from Sancho Ravine. Oh, it's I heard a beautiful out there where the Yankees are going to be. By the way, the Mets have the Blue Jays this weekend. I did see that, too. So I hate the Blue Jays. I think Chris Bassett is pitching tomorrow night. Oh, is that so right? You get Taiwan Walker today and then Bassett tomorrow night. No break? They How go right that? to the Blue Jays? Yeah, they play every day. Oh my gosh. You get Jerry. a day off once in a while. Oh, the Yankees got a day off before they go to San Joe Ravine. <laughs> You're such an idiot. <laughs> By the way, did you see, uh, I guess the news came out that Al Pacino was indeed surprised, Jerry, that his 29-year-old... <laughs> Hottie girlfriend is pregnant. He didn't think it still worked. <laughs> he did not think it was still Dang, working. Those guys still swim. He thought he was shooting blanks, as they say. But did they... he say that? No. Oh, I uh, inferred that. Okay. I mean, I said that. If the thing still works, yeah. Why would you not think that that yeah. could happen? I love when people, even young people, be like, "It was only one time." Yeah, that's what it. <laughs> that's all it takes. It's sometimes not a cumulative effect. Some of us, it might take a hundred times, right. a thousand times. Others, once. Well, One and done. Like, it seems like people that don't want babies get, get babies. And a lot of them. And then people that want babies have a hard time getting babies. That is very true. The sad reality. Yeah. Why is that? <laughs> I, I thought nature was to... supposed to work that those who should have babies no. get babies. No, it doesn't really work that way. WFAN. WFAN-FM. WFAN-FM HD1. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.